You're listening to True Story, a night of true tales told to friends. This story was recorded live at a True Story party in December 2012 in the San Francisco Bay Area. The theme for the evening was In or Out, stories of sticking with it or striking off. In high school, I did a couple things that didn't make me the most popular kid in, in school. I was in marching band. I played the clarinet. And I wasn't playing football. And I wasn't like in any varsity sport. But I had amazing friends. And there was a lot of like positive peer pressure. They pressured me to get good grades, to, to uh, do well in school, to complete Boy Scouts. We're all Eagle Scouts together. But this would be a terrible story if only I talked about things that looked good on a college resume. So um, we, I got my driver's license when I was 15 and a half or, you know, 16, but was driving at 15 and a half illegally. And I would take my, all my friends around and we would drive around aimlessly around the neighborhood. And we lived in Mission Viejo one of the most conservative places in California. The problem with Mission Viejo was that, like, we really wanted to find some trouble, but there was no trouble to be found, so we had to get creative. We, we had heard a legend of some upperclassmen who would go around and, and they would bread people. So, basically, you know how, like, in high school or people would toilet paper other people? Well, these guys would, like, read them. So you would wake up, your perfectly manicured lawn would be completely covered with like pastries. <laughs> so a friend of mine, his little brother, uh, woke up one morning, he went to, to his parents' bedroom and said, Mom, Dad, there are muffins and birds on the lawn. <laughs> Go back to bed, son. But mom, there's muffins and birds on the lawn. You were just dreaming. <laughs> Go back to bed. Okay. And I imagine that like the parents wake up, make their lattes, and they go out. There's like a murder of crows <laughs> eating, picking at like thousands of pastries that someone had left. And my friends and I just thought this was the most hilarious thing in the world. <laughs> So we decided to form our own gang. <laughs> we couldn't really figure out a name. We went through all these different names. We were like, we could be the Baking Brigade. <laughs> or Our Daily Bread. <laughs> and then it came to us. It came to me. I came up with this one. It was like, guys, we should be the Baker's Dozen. <laughs> So we started to like organize around this thought, this idea of, of, of breading people. And, um, you know, we were all in marching band together and Boy Scouts. So we all would be together on Friday nights. So it was like the football game. We'd, we'd all play the halftime show at the football game. And afterwards, we'd go to Denny's where we'd order some crazy concoction of something fried and some milkshake and we talk about who we were going to hit that night. <laughs> Usually the person that we hit was like just some wiener, <laughs> like some like overachieving teacher's pet, 
Just way more of a wiener than we were. <laughs> and um, it was a great alibi to be at Denny's because it was open all night and we were just like, we were at Denny's till like 4 a.m. And um, what we would do is we'd go behind Ralph's and Safeway and all the different supermarkets and find their like day old bread, all the stuff that they were throwing out. It was really, really exciting to hop in the dumpster, just vault into the dumpster, see if anyone is around and just pull out just tons of bread. It was epic amounts of bread. Like we're not talking like just small amounts. This is like more bread than we knew what to do with, more bread than could fill up my mom's minivan. <laughs> but we would take all the individually packaged bread and we'd put them all together in like big bags of bread. And Larry, he was like the mastermind. He was like, we have to do this in 45 seconds and then we have to be out. <laughs> and, and afterwards he'd like debrief with us, like that was really good, but I think we could do better next time. <laughs> only, only in America. Uh, Larry was also the one that came up with our biggest and greatest breading caper idea ever. He, he got us all together and he's like, this is going to be really intense and you have to tell me right now, are you guys in for a crazy experience or are you out? <laughs> because after I tell you what we're doing, there's no turning back. He had just started dating this woman, uh, we'll call her Liz, and Liz actually became his wife, but at the time, it was a new relationship, and she had just been dating Jake, and Jake was the drum major, so he was, like, way cooler than us, and uh, Larry was just so certain that, like, there was still something going on with Jake and Liz. So what better way to get revenge than to cover someone's lawn in bagels and pastries? <laughs> so he's like, meet me behind the choir room at 5 p.m. This is a two-car job. And, and the other guys, your job is to fill your car to the brim with pastries and bagels and whatever dough you can find. <laughs> so I meet him behind the choir room, and there's all these chairs, these like desks. So like they're the kind of chairs that like are folding, but then they have this, the, the arm that comes up and turns them into desks. And he's like, okay, we're gonna put these all into your mom's. So the car that I drove was a, two, a 1988 Toyota Corolla station wagon. So I put down the seats and we piled in all of these desk chairs. And it totally convinced me that the perfect car is a station wagon because we fit 18 of these desk chairs into that car. And we went, it was sundown, and we just waited until nightfall. We went to Jake's house. There were two cars. Uh, there were five of us. There was a really good plan. One person gets the chairs out of the car. Two people put up the chairs and two people bred the place. So we did that. It was done in like five minutes all over Jake's lawn. It was perfect. It was glorious. The best breading I've ever seen. And then we left. And we were like, yeah, that was so cool. We got to take a picture of it. So we went to the supermarket 
and we got a disposable camera, and we went back to the scene of the crime, hubris. <laughs> and we had Dan's significant other take the picture. We all sat down in the chairs, holding bagels in hand, smiling, thumbs up. And we counted one, two, and on as she pressed the shutter, the door came open. Jake, his siblings, all rushed into the street. And we scattered like rats. <laughs> Every direction. I was hiding in a bush. Two people went to the car. Two people went to the other car. I was freaking out, like, oh my god. Totally found out. And Jake's brother was hurling stale bagels at my car. Just like as hard as he could. I got, like, I dodged a couple bagels, got into the car. I'm like, let's go. Where are the keys? J Jake took them. <laughs> he just put his arm in the car and he took the keys. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, what are we going to do? <laughs> Fortunately, Larry and Dan had escaped in the other car. Larry was the real target. So Pat, who was friends with Jake's sister, got out of the car, and he finessed his way, figured out how to get the keys. I guess they just wanted to really get rid of us. But it wasn't over there, because Jake's brother was serious. He was pissed off. And as we drove away, he started following us. And his car was way better than my car. I was flooring it, just trying to get away from this guy. And his car was just keeping right up. And he was hurling change from this car, like hurling just money, just throwing change. <laughs> You know, only in America. <laughs> Eventually, I'm like, okay, I can't outrun him. I have to outsmart him. <laughs> so I step on the gas, and I look over, and I can see him over in the, in the other car. I'm flooring it, and then I just slam on the brake and turn into, uh, off into a neighborhood, and I make a left turn, and then I make another left into a a tiny driveway, and I turn off the lights, and I say, shut, shut up, guys. Just be cool. <laughs> and we got, we, we, we got away. <laughs> so, breading started to lose its allure a little bit, and we all got girlfriends, and we were doing other things, and getting ready for college. But I like to look back at this moment and think like, hey, we were doing an act of political protest. <laughs> Visualizing the waste that goes on in uh, suburban, <laughs> suburban places. So I want to know, guys, next time you're bored on a Friday, Saturday night, are you guys in yeah! or are you out? You've been listening to True Story. Our theme music is from Daniel Steinbach's album, The Blade. To comment on this podcast, or to listen to any of our previous stories, you can find us in iTunes or at truestorytime.org. Everyone, I hardly know you But when something comes and grabs a hold Take the hands that open up a life that's led is something gold
I've been alone. I've been so. Alone.